dudes, this is the big game. I'm Justin Hargett. This week on the show, we're talking college basketball. Number four, Duke versus number six, Louisville, in an ACC matchup. March Madness is just around the corner. It's, uh, teams are getting into their conference play, even though Duke and Louisville, I don't understand how they're in the same conference right now. But apparently they are. The, the final score was 63-52 to 52 Duke. Uh, if you missed the game, I can't really blame you. It's a bit of a letdown just because Duke demolished Louisville for pretty much the entire game. It was so bad at one point that uh, ESPN was having technical difficulties, and instead of trying to fix them, just threw it to the next game on the docket, even though there were like two minutes left in the second half. Uh, so to talk about Duke-Louisville, I uh, call up one of my good friends, Guy Anglade. He's an LSU alum, big college basketball fan. He's a writer. Uh, his most recent piece has appeared in Details Magazine. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Musette and Drums. Uh, that'll come into play later in the show. So I know there were some NFL games this weekend that may or not have been very, very entertaining. I will not vouch for that. Yes, I will. <laughs> uh, so you're going to have to listen to us talk about college basketball this week, but I promise in two weeks the Super Bowl will be covered on the big game. Now let's go to that conversation with Guy. Hey, Guy, thanks for coming on The Big Game. Hey, thanks a lot, Justin. So it's, it's January. March Madness is about two months away. Uh, and there's a real good game on ESPN this weekend. Uh, uh, two top five teams are at a, a four-team and a six-team in Duke and Louisville. And I thought this was a good time to kind of check in and see you know, the state of college basketball this season. Uh, and this game was really interesting. It had a lot going for it. You've got... Coach K, three wins away from 1,000. Um, you've got Montreal Harrell going for 1,000 points at Louisville in his career. Uh, at Duke, you have the arguably, unarguably, the best player in the country in Jalil Okafor. So, you know, this seemed like it had everything it needed to be a big game. What did you think? Uh, you know, watching the game, uh, giving the stats that you gave, uh, and considering that Duke came from uh, they had two losses with uh, North Carolina State in Raleigh and against Miami there was I kind of had a feeling that they were they had a lot going against them and the game was a bit slow at first uh, but they came around in the second half and just somehow prevailed so uh, I mean two teams in the ACC number four number six, uh, you know, Rick Pitino, Coach K, there was, there was definitely a lot of hype for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, watching it, it was a bit slow at times, but it was not, it was not bad. Yeah. I thought, you know, Louisville looked so strong in the first 10 minutes. I mean, they were missing shots left and right from the beginning and that stayed uh -huh. throughout the entire game, but their right. presence in the post was, was so good. And they were just like, there was like a seven to one offensive rebound. Uh, lead, I think, you know, five, ten minutes into the game. And okay. they just looked like right. like Louisville could win this game if they started hitting some outside shots. And Duke looked all right. Jalil Okafor had a quiet first half. Right. Uh, but but I thought, you know, this is this was going to be a good game here. And then just miss after miss after miss. And, and Louisville <laughs> just, you know, it, it totally fizzled out by the second half. Yeah, I was quite surprised uh, by that. And 
I kind of had no expectations uh, between these two teams to see what would happen. It's it's still early, like you said, and but also it's about two months away from March Madness, so uh, they're still warming up. They're still warming up. I think the momentum will pick up for uh, both these teams. Yeah, this uh, is this is kind of the nitty gritty conference opponent season, and yeah, and, and that leads me to this question: is, is what do you think of the new ACC? Like, I. I'm from North Carolina, and I've kind of always known ACC is like North Carolina basketball. That's like all it is. You've, you know, you've got you're a Florida guy. You've got some Florida teams in there. You got Georgia yep. Tech in there, but like yep. Louisville and the ACC, I don't understand this. And like, how how is conference realignment going to affect like March Madness? Uh, I don't think it'll affect it one bit. I think it just all boils down to revenue and um, just uh, the amount of attraction or impressions that one gets in terms of uh teams being uh being realigned in a new conference this happened uh with the big east this happened recently with the sec um obviously with uh getting texas a&m and um missouri even though missouri's not really in the south (laughs) so (laughs) but uh you know that being said you know for football obviously this kind of goes well with i mean it's boils down to really with football you know it's with this mm-hmm. conference realignment, you see that, you know, Louisville's in the pack with the ACC. So competing against North Carolina and your Dukes and your North Carolina State and Florida State, uh, it leads to uh, a lot of good games. So um, I'm, I'm kind of I, I go either way. You know, I, I think, again, it just all boils down to money. I guess my question is, like, if. You know, you you have out of conference. You have a lot of out of conference games every season, and if you're a good program, you try to schedule a lot of out of conference games so you kind of like build up your reputation. Don't you feel that like if Duke plays Louisville regularly every season, like it kind of takes something away from the tournament, um, or does that not kind of affect how you view college basketball at all? No, not one bit. I think it kind of leads to excitement because they may meet again in the tournament. Yeah, that's true. You know, they may meet again. Well, especially in the conference uh, tournament and, uh, you know, just depending how well these two teams uh, or the rest of the teams in each conference uh, perform through the rest of the season, uh, you know, for instance, for Duke and Louisville, if they play uh, in the ACC, uh, you know, hypothetically, if they play in the ACC conference title and they lose, both these teams may end up going into the tournament and who knows? They may go to the Final Four, yeah. <laughs> um, but I doubt it because, you know, it's it just anything happens. It's March Madness. <laughs> well, let's jump right in there. Do you think Duke can win the title? Are they strong enough? Oh man, you know, I I kind of look at the history of how teams perform in the tournament, and Duke has come close so many times every year, every year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. either losing the first round in one year, the second round the next year, get to the lead eight, may go to the final four. And, you know, the past, what, 10, 15 years, which Coach K bringing out so many fantastic players to Elton Brand and, and uh, just a whole slew of others I can't think of at the moment. Yeah. I, oh, it's, that's going to be tough, man. I, I just don't think too cool. They just seem to always peter out in the tournament. No, that's that's a good point. But there's something about this Duke team that looked different to me. And, oh. and I couldn't quite pinpoint it. But they just kind of looked 
I mean, I guess they always look a little bit confident and a little bit arrogant, but there's just Absolutely. something about there's just something about this team that looked like just really legit. And I wonder if it comes down to kind of the confidence of having the best player in the college game right now, uh, Jalil Okafor at center. And yeah, absolutely. I think that especially with considering uh, some of the teams in the ACC with uh, North Carolina and Roy Williams and um, uh, North Carolina State. uh, I mean, obviously, with a lot of the teams in the ACC, you just really can't sleep on even a team maybe like Wake Forest. They may come and sneak sneak up on you. Yeah, the the zombie corpse of Tim Duncan might come back and. Right. (laughs) Maybe, but. uh, it's it's you know I think what w- ends up happening it's really about the momentum right when you know right at the end of the season heading into the conference uh, tournament that's what what really matters uh, right now they may look really strong and I'm not hating on Duke I've always admired <laughs> you're gonna get some her- tweets Ski I'm gonna put your I'm gonna put your Twitter handle up I'm just gonna let everybody go at you <laughs> go come at me uh, Duke come at me. Um, <laughs> Uh, a huge fan. I'm a huge Coach K fan. So much respect for him. Um, just as a leader and uh, the uh, players that he's produced for the past three decades. I just don't think Duke will, will win a title this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like uh, he's kind of there to produce these wonderful NBA prospects. And that's kind of that's kind of how I started watching this game after, at a certain point. It's because you know you know me. I'm a Knicks fan, and the Knicks uh-huh. right now are in the process of tanking their entire season, right? Uh, just so that they can land Okafor at the number one spot. So I was watching him from that point of view, and you know he looked really good in the post. And you know watching the Knicks the last couple of weeks, uh, last couple of months, you know running the triangle offense, you know sure. that it's such an important role is to have that big guy that you can get the ball to that can do something. And the guy they have right now, Cole Aldrich, he's like, he's got this little baby hook. You know, sometimes sure. it airballs, sometimes it goes in. It's not that reliable. But if you have somebody like Okafor in there that can really do maybe like ten times as much as Aldrich, you're you're going to be set, especially with you know Carmelo Anthony out on the wing. Right, right, right. Well, I don't know what the record like five and what thirty six or thirty seven, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of uh i i have this weird fascination of seeing them lose every week even though i do like the knicks but it's like <laughs> wait can you lose again i just want to see what happens yeah I, I i feel so terrible but i'm definitely rooting for them to lose right now yeah <laughs> uh, but but also i want to mention um with uh with uh, the duke louisville game i think what uh what prevailed for duke is the the defense that they um uh, you know, the amount of points that they allowed Louisville, I, you know, you're, you expect with a coach like Rick Pitino to, you know, really come at you um, uh, in terms of their offense. I, I was kind of shocked that, you know, Louisville only had like what, 40 points, I believe Yeah. through the entire game. Yeah. So it's kind of un, unlike Louisville. Um, so uh, I was kind of shocked about that. Well, listening to Dick Vitale and I, and I love, I mean, this was the kind of game that needed Dick Vitale on the microphone because uh, uh-huh. he just amps it up to this kind of unbelievable level and makes it like way more enjoyable, even if it's a blowout. Uh, yeah. But, but he was uh, he was talking a lot about the uh, the I think the two three zone that Duke was running and kind of 
how Louisville can't shoot and everyone knows they can't shoot, even though this mm-hmm. is a team that, you know, two years ago won a national title and still has, a, a, you know, a couple of this, the same players on it. Right. Uh, but they're, they're a team in the post. They're a dominant center power forward team. And mm-hmm. Duke just kind of kept them from doing anything uh, and, and did it a little bit better. Right, right, right. Well, so, just... so what did you think of Louisville? I mean, do you think they're going to fall out of the top 10? Do you think they're going to compete in the ACC? What do, what do you think of that team? I mean, so you know, I, ironically, that was the first game I saw of Louisville all season. Um, so, just for my first impressions of that game, and obviously they're playing a very tough uh, and talented, as always, new team. Um, who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it's still early in the season. Yeah, they may turn around, and uh, maybe another a number three or four seed. And uh, somehow go to the Elite Eight or something or Final Four and and do well. But um, so far, I'm not liking what I saw with that game. So uh, it's it's hard to say. Yeah, if you, if say. you can't shoot a three pointer in the college game, you're not going to get anywhere. No, no, no. Especially not. Well, especially with a low scoring game like that, uh, that's going to be tough. But again, you know, with these two teams. Duke with only two and Louisville only three, still strong. So, I mean, these two will 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 face each other off again uh, at the end of the season, and then certainly in the in a conference tournament. Yeah, it would definitely. I would I would be interested in a rematch, but there like this game, like the way this game went, I had no confidence that Louisville was going to come back. Like they no. like. If if they weren't going to hit a three pointer, I think they were like three for thirty one or something like that. Absolutely, it's not going to be that interesting, and that's it's the kind of March Madness game that you flip over and you start watching the other one. Um, Right. So hopefully they kind of like figure out a way to maybe get it together a little bit. Right, right. You flip over. You you flip to the next channel to see if Drexel is playing or something (laughs) like that. Yeah, or or maybe you keep listening for Dick Vitale because I don't know if you heard this, but he had an anecdote in the second half about. Johnson, I think one of the, one of the other power forwards on Duke, uh-huh. and he started talking about how he's like a real ladies' man, or he has a real good taste in women because he's dating his neighbor's daughter. And I was like, "What? How did you just say that on national TV?" He <laughs> looks like he sounds like he's turning to uh, Brent Musburger with uh, <laughs> Catherine Webb uh, commentary, uh, <laughs> dishing out the. Uh, Sports, uh, sports romance. Uh, yeah. Oh, all right, Dick. Interesting. No, no place for that. But no, no place for fine. that at the moment. Right. So, you're an LSU guy, an SEC guy. Oh yeah. How's that conference look this year? Who's who's going to uh, who's going to the tournament? Um. Well, obviously Kentucky, as always, usually the strongest team um, in the SEC and uh, ranked number one. They I almost had a scare against Ole Miss couple of weeks ago, if I recall. Mm. And uh, LSU, uh, as far as I know, um, they're doing quite superb compared to last year. Uh, we had a tough loss um, about a week ago. I can't remember which team it was, but um, with Keith, uh, Keith Hornsby mm-hmm. as, uh, as one of the players who's leading the pack and um, the rest of the team, I do see them making a run potentially in the tournament, um, but maybe lose in the first round. Uh, but they do have a 
really good crop of players. Even Dig Vitale last year when LSU played against Kentucky, um, and you know we beat Kentucky, and Dig Vitale was kind of praising uh, the LSU coach Johnny Jones, saying that this is the team to watch in the next couple of years. You know, just recently we picked up two All-Star uh, players, one from California. And the other one from Florida, the, the names escape me at the moment. But uh, um, so with Johnny Jones is a good recruiter. So there's some, you know, really some really hype, good hype going on with the LC basketball at the moment. Well, well, hopefully we'll get to talk about that uh, once March Madness rolls around. We'll have you back on the show. Talk about LSU in the tournament. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on the game. Appreciate it, Justin. Let's talk soon. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to The Big Game, everybody. Whether you listen on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or you download it straight from the website, which hopefully we'll have a new website up and running soon, I hope you'll think about leaving us a review. That'd really help and make me super-duper happy. But this isn't about me. It's about you. It's about The Big Game. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week. (laughs) ¶¶